Aloha. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us here um, with Healing with Aloha podcast. Um, the podcast is about um, bringing um, healing, hope, um, and just providing um, support for people who are grieving and just people who feel brokenhearted um, being in, in relationships. And so I'm really honored to have you here. And I just would love to have you introduce yourself to our guests. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm Michelle Ferris. I'm a marriage and family therapist and an anger management specialist, and I'm in San Jose. And uh, I love working with codependency. With I love working with anger, even though a lot of therapists look at me and go, "Really? Why?" <laughs> because all of them, all of the people, all the men that I've worked with that have had abusive anger are abused as kids, and they learn it growing up, and so. The great thing about anger is that it's so powerful when you can own it in a yeah. healthy way versus stuffing it, which a lot of women do, or exploding, which is what a lot of men do. Oh, wow. Um, but the skills are really easy to learn. And that's why I kind of love doing it because I see people make progress really quickly. That's awesome. Um, I think like definitely I, I I was looking forward to to talking today about dealing with anger mm -hmm. because I know that culturally depending on what culture you're in yeah. you know we, we we can tend to some cultures they they allow you to express yourself and mm -hmm. other cultures is like you just suck it suck it up and just hold it in right you right. know and then it, it it ends up coming out in other ways mm -hmm. oh yeah right? So I'm excited and I, I just want you to dig in there and start sharing with us. Definitely, definitely. Uh, where do you want to start? Um, like, can you explain the basics of what, like, what causes us to be angry or like what triggers us? Mm -hmm. Is it a communication thing? Is it like, yeah. you know? Well, that's a really good question. You know, I think anger happens because something isn't okay with us. Mm. So it's a signal that either somebody's crossed our boundary, something internally within ourselves isn't okay, or something externally out in the world isn't okay, and we're not okay with it. And so I think that in some ways, anger is a real gift because it does signal us that something isn't all right and we need to do something about it. Um, the problem is, is when we don't do that and we let it build up, then it comes out destructively. But initially, if we can tune into it, it usually tells us what we need. You know, that's funny. I never looked at, oh, that's amazing. I never looked at it as a gift. I know. So oh, it's kind of like a red flag or it it's kind of like, um, you know, like when you drive a car and the light blinks that you got to put gas, is that yeah. what it is? Exactly. Because if I hurt your feelings and you ignore it, right, it's probably going to turn into a resentment. Ah, I get it. Then eventually you might not want to talk to me. You know, really, it goes on and on and on. But if, if you say, wait a minute, Michelle, what you just said right now really hurt my feelings and I need to let you know that, then you're taking care of yourself in that moment instead of letting it fester. So okay. it actually brings you and I closer together because I know my impact on you. Okay, so let's pretend. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're in a relationship. Let okay. Let's give me. I'll give you a real one. Okay. A parent to child. 
the parent has good intentions, but they come across as being overly critical to a child. How does a child express to the parent, like, bomb? Like, because mm-hmm. sometimes teens will just lash out because right. they feel hurt. Right. And then the parent feels hurt because they, they get lashed upon. But if it, maybe the parents may have good intention to help, but then the child doesn't feel helped. Right. Know? So how do they... That I, it's a complicated situation, but we'll we'll just pretend like a yeah. simplify it. Um, in that situation, parent is trying to give feedback that wasn't asked for by the child about how they do their homework, for example. Because right yeah. now, parents are stressing out because they they become teachers, yeah. and depending how young or how old they are, the complexity of the type of assignment it can be stressful for a parent who's never studied that topic matter or who, who maybe school wasn't their strong point. Oh yeah. I wouldn't be able to, if my son were young, I wouldn't be able to homeschool him very well because that's not my gift. So I think some of this is we have to really be kind to ourselves right now because we're all in such a different, unique situation and the pressures right now on parents are huge because we don't know if our kids are going to finish the school year or how that's gonna look. So I think parents, I'm hoping, will reach out for some resources because it is incredibly stressful right now. And I guess I would wanna support the parents in, in communicating and handling their stress because they can tell their child, listen, I need you to you know, do your homework and, and put it in an iMessage versus you have to do this. And oh, okay. do that I'm going to be triggering. Yeah. So if you can say, you know, I know this is hard. I know you don't, you want to play with your friends and we need to get this done. You know, you can do a carrot at the other end. Let's do an hour of work and then we'll do some computer time. You know, you can do that, but it's, it's more, can the parent come from a place of I versus you because the you message is what causes all the, the disruption yeah oh, okay because the minute I say you're wrong or you need to do this you get def- I get defensive exactly <laughs> exactly but if you say this is what I'm concerned about this is what I need you to do it's more of an invitation oh. a demand Oh, see, I've, I've read about using the I, but I never understood why. And I can see because you're inviting them to, to be in alignment, like to be on a team effort into a, like, for example, as the parent, yeah. um, by using I, like, hey, I'd love for you to just spend this hour and we can take a break and then you can go back to it. Because the cool thing is we're not in school, we're right. at home. So we have the ability to, to work, our, work our schedule. Mm-hmm. So then the kid doesn't feel like pinned, like, well, I got to do this kind of thing right now. You know what I mean? Right. And then like, maybe they can agree to compromise. Yeah. And you know, I'm guessing there's probably a zillion Facebook groups out there for moms supporting them right now. So I would definitely recommend getting as much support as you possibly can, because there's so many moms out there that are struggling with the same thing. Yeah. And even dads, I have some single dads, um, that, that probably would appreciate it. Yeah. I think helping a, a child in elementary, whew, the, 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 the new style of math can be intimidating because I tried to help him and he, the teacher told me, personally told me, don't help him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they, they, they wanted the kids to comprehend it. I'm like, I know, but you know, yeah. 
Um, and then when you get into like middle school, so far right now, it's okay. But high school, depending on what kind of, you know, essays or whatnot, then it becomes right. an issue. But you're right. There is a lot of resources. Um, do you have any suggestions as far as what to look like in the search bar for these parents that may need assistance? You know, you could search homeschooling. Yeah. Okay. Homeschooling. Um, uh, mom, just any mom parenting groups, they're all okay. going to be talking about it. Um, I know one that's really uh, cool. It's called Boss Mom. Ooh, I never heard of that one. It's for entrepreneurial women. Okay. And they're talking a lot because they have online businesses and they're talking about parenting and how to do both. So that's a really cool group. Okay. I have a, a friend. I'm going to be interviewing her. Uh, I think this week, um, Mama's. Uh, so it starts with Mama's. And um, it's about education because she's been an educator at home, uh, from home um, since 1999. Wow. And so she, she, wrote, a, um, she wrote a book because of her relationship with her daughter was difficult. Mm -hmm. And then recently she, under, she learned the five languages of love oh, and yeah. um, the importance of understanding everybody's love language. Yes. Each child is different. You can't approach them the same way. Exactly. And so her and her daughter, now that they understand what their love language is, they've, they've compromised a lot and their relationship has gotten better. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. cool. Should um, we name the five love languages just for people who yeah, don't can, know? Do you know it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, acts of service, people who do things for you, uh, quality time, love and affection, physical affection, uh, and let's see. Words of encouragement. These are the people who need, I love you. You're doing such a great job. And then the last one is gift giving. These are the people that go bananas at Christmas and birthdays. My son. Uh, oh, yeah, can, yeah. You, can you give an example? Cause I know like we're trying to do with anger and I'm like how to approach people. Cause some people, they, they get triggered, you know? So um, in each love language, can you give an example of how you can approach it so that you can limit the person getting defensive? You know what I mean? In communicating. Okay, let's pretend that you're trying to communicate to your spouse. Yeah. Um, to help with the chores. Yeah. Um, can you give it a simple example from if the person's love language was the first one, like affirmation, what, what would be some oh, suggestion? So I know tricky uh i know i can address the defensiveness it'll be interesting now you want me to address it for each love language um if you know or whichever one give me an example okay. of one so for defensiveness one thing that i always recommend and i think it'll actually go across any love language is um find the grain of truth in what somebody's telling you so when, when I get defensive, it's because somebody's saying something that I'm reacting to, right? Yes. Now, the reason I'm reacting is probably because there's a small grain of truth in that, that I okay. don't like. So one way to not get defensive, one is to breathe, you know, <laughs> absolutely take a breath, like, okay. okay, I don't have to react immediately. And then can I tell my partner, you know what, you have a point. I, I do tend to run late or I'm not really good at that. So I'm, I'm validating the one part of what they're saying that's true while not going to the other five, six different parts that I disagree with because right. that's what's going to make the argument escalate. Oh, okay. 
Yes, I can see that. <laughs> so you're just finding one thing to relate to. Okay. And sometimes, you know, that means we have to calm down enough to be able to do that. Yeah, because sometimes people will approach you. Yeah. They're not loving in their approach. They come across very um, angry because yeah. maybe they didn't um, express their initial hurt. Right. Um, like, say, if we had a conversation, like you said, I, I speak to you in a disrespectful manner, mm -hmm. but you don't say, hey, don't talk to me like that, that I felt very disrespected. I felt hurt by, you know, what you just said. And then it becomes resentment and then it festers. Yes. But you're right on the right track when you said, I feel hurt. I feel disrespected. I would lead with that versus the don't talk to me like that. Okay. The, don't talk to me like that is going to, what do you mean? I'm not talking to you like that. And then they want to get defensive and, and uh, defend themselves. Ah, so when, uh, someone feel, feels angry, do they, do, do you feel like the people you work with, mm -hmm. do you think they feel disrespected ultimately? Yes. I think that's oh, a okay. Trigger. So can you explain to me, see my grandfather, um, he was married for 54 years to grandma. Uh -huh. um, and then I, I remember, and my grandpa is opposite of my grandma. He's a man of few words. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking, because I, I love my grandpa. I said, Papa, what does it take to have a great marriage? Mm -hmm. And he, he sat there, he thought about it. And he looked at me, he goes, respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's pretty much how he was with his, um, his wife and with us. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so what, what, what can you share about respect that you've learned when it comes to anger and, you know, like, how do we engage with people without being disrespectful? Cause we just fight anger with anger. Right. <laughs> you know? And right now we're all going through trauma, not all, but many. Well, self-care right now has never been more important. Um, that is so key. And honestly, a lot of times there's a huge connection between a lack of self-care and anger management. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Like a lot of the men I see, they'll come to me because their relationship is on uh, the rocks, the partner's threatening to leave, or they're getting in trouble at work because of their anger. And the first thing I ask them is, you know, how are you dealing with stress? And they say, well, I'm not. So they're not getting a lot of sleep. They're not stopping and checking in emotionally to see how they're feeling. They're not exercising. They're not eating well. Those things play a huge role in how we're gonna react because if you're on empty, yeah, you're gonna react a lot more than if your plate is full and you feel like you're nourishing yourself and you're in a centered place. So you have to look at your basic needs. Absolutely. Are you... Are you getting your basic needs, like food, yep. right there. Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating your meals? How come? Like, what do you have to change in your schedule to get your, your basic needs? You got to fuel up. Right. You know, because right. then anything outside of just that is just stress. Yeah. Yeah. You always start with the physical needs first and then emotional and then spiritual. Well, emotional and spiritual can be on the same plane. It just depends. Right, right. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah, when I'm hungry, don't talk to me. That's right. It's called hangry. <laughs> You're hangry. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, there's actual research on that too. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. On hangry? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we. you know what? I'm going to have to bring you back on because I have a lot of foodies. 
I, oh, okay. I have a lot of foodies in my group. Okay. They'll want to know. Because, see, we thought we were like, I'm hangry. But now you're like saying there's a real research on it. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, so uh, what was that? What was the other thing that we wanted to talk about when it came to anger? Uh, I know you wanted me to give some resources for what's happening right now, because I know the domestic violence is a real concern for people okay. yes. uh, in shelter in place. And I really appreciate you wanting to bring that up. So I found a couple of websites. One is called futurewithoutviolence.org. Okay. And, and if you put in COVID-19 in the search, uh, it has a lot of resources. Wow. It has the um, hotline to call. It has um, plans, self-care. Uh, it talks about making a safety plan, which is really, really important. You know, even though we're sheltering in place, it doesn't, you know, I know that presents a lot of challenges right now, but, you know, that doesn't mean you can't have a safety plan and to have a bag packed just in case. And, um, you know, hopefully there are resources, I'm sure there are on that page that will help people who need, need help. Yeah, because you're right. Just because we're in a pandemic, that doesn't mean you should feel um, obligated or feel like, you know, and, and, and I know there's a lot of nonprofit organizations. There's yeah. a lot of um, agencies out there that are very aware of Yes, increase in domestic violence because people are under stress. Um, maybe they lost their jobs. Right, maybe they're not able to pay rent. Um, they're not able to get food, um, and so what happens is when there's unchecked anger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's dangerous. It's it's dangerous, mm -hmm. and people get hurt. Yeah, and 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 situations happen. Um, and, and it's very unfortunate. And I think that's why I wanted you to talk about anger because it's something that is common. Yes. And I, I know you, you embrace it. And, mm -hmm. um, can you explain like how you worked with, um, you know, like anger man, is it mostly men or women? Like for, you know, there's women too. I've actually worked with women who have hit their husbands. What, what was it that, um, you said you've seen moments of like success and oh, stuff like, yes. that. like what was the um like I don't know like what helped people that that struggle with anger uh, so I teach them how to catch their anger early oh they think it's in the moment like you know how your partner might say well you just blew up in the moment I don't know why you blew up like that well they didn't there's okay. usually a long history of what was upsetting them that was in the making that they didn't identify. So oh. maybe they had a bad day at work. Maybe they are super stressed and they've been stressed for weeks and they've been able to hold it together until that one thing happens and then boom, they're exploding. And we think it's about what's happening in the moment, but it really isn't. It's about all Other the stressors stuff. that have led up to it. So it becomes like the, the last straw on the camel's back. Exactly. But it wasn't that, it was something. Right. But when they can recognize that, like, oh, I had a bad day at work. I've been resentful to my partner for years and I haven't said anything. Those are the things that need to come up and be dealt with because then they're not gonna react as much in the moment if they can monitor their emotions as they happen. 
Okay. So if someone realizes and they're aware that they do have an anger problem, yeah. um, if they're going to go and pursue a therapist, what do they say? Because when they call to say, hey, you know, um, tell their medical doctor, I need to see a therapist. Um, yeah. what, what do they say so that they can get the right um, uh, direction or like the right, what do you call that? When you refer, yeah. oh, right referral. No, that's such a good question because a lot of therapists don't specialize in this. Oh, so, really? Oh yeah. I mean, some, some do, but in my area, there's not a lot. So you really want to ask, do you work specifically with anger? Oh, okay. If, and if they hesitate and say, well, I work with anxiety, I work with depression, that's not the same thing. You know, I would want them to feel really secure with who they pick and they need to be able to answer that question and, at, and tell them how they work with people with anger. Because okay. if they do, it'll roll, roll off the tongue and you'll know, you'll know, okay, this person knows what they're talking about. But if they hesitate, and they say, well, and they talk around it, which I don't think most therapists would do. Most therapists know their limits and are gonna refer out to somebody who can handle that issue. But as the consumer, as the client, I would really support them in Googling anger management in their area because somebody will most likely pop up. Okay, so, cause when you're from a small town or from a small island, we're kind of limited and sometimes people are, um, bombarded with yes. cases so maybe they do um mm -hmm. do provide anger management but then they just don't have availability right um, what right. will be the second thing that you would suggest for people like to go and find um support groups um online uh -huh. on facebook and then um what about can you explain to me we're talking about webinars uh-huh so there's online courses and webinars where they're usually given by life coaches or therapists. And you can, I mean, I did one on anger several years ago. So if you Google that, if you Google anger management courses online, you'll probably get several. So, okay. you know, that is the other thing. You can get something very targeted, very reasonably priced. Um, there are coaches that work with anger too, and they can work with anybody because they're not limited as the therapist is. So they can yeah. work with anybody around the world, but right. sometimes coaching can be uh, quite expensive. So it just depends. Yeah. Like what you're going after. Um, yeah. I know that you're going to be doing a webinar yeah. this month. Can you share with um, our guests, like what is yeah. your webinar coming up? So I'm going to be doing an online uh, workshop on stay calm, stay connected. And I had been working on it for months and then I kind of, I kind of postponed it a little bit. And then when all of this happened, I thought, Oh gosh, you know, do I release it? Do I not release it? <laughs> and I thought, you know, people are struggling. People are at home. People have time. And this might be a good time to really learn some skills and practice it because you want to make your time at home be calm and not so tense because it is going to be hard for us to be at home this long. I mean, you know, it, it's natural, but if you know how to navigate a little bit, like with communicating with the eye and identifying early signs of anger and, you know, really upping your self-care, it's going to help you not just during this time, but afterwards, you're going to be able to know how to handle conflict and how to how to really communicate with confidence. So it's just 
kind of a mini course on everything that has helped my clients the most. I just bundled up all together. <laughs> but you also, uh, so you do, how, the webinar is what day? It's April 28th. And then I also include, I did an ebook that goes along pretty much with it. It has a little bit more detail just because I couldn't stop. I, I wanted to keep going. <laughs> so what is the ebook called? The ebook is Stay Calm, Stay Connected Workbook. So, nice. And then there's a resentment journal to walk you through how to deal with the resentment because that can be really helpful too. You know, honestly, I've come a long way. I'm actually a domestic violence survivor yeah. and an advocate. So I think I, 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 I am going to join the, the webinar because I, I need to learn because oh. I, I, I don't naturally go I when I talk. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't say, I feel like this. I'm like, you made me feel this way. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is we all do that, right? You made me feel this way. That is such a common statement, but we don't realize that that actually makes us more upset and then it causes the other person to feel attacked so they get more upset. Yeah, then it just escalates. Exactly. But so I need to attend the webinar just to, to learn to have better communication. I mean, being a mom, yeah. whoo, I've learned. I've learned what, what motivates my child and what doesn't, you know, my approach. Yeah. I, I know how to fail more as a parent than, you know, to be successful. And so he's 13. So I've come a long way. <laughs> I, I count my victories. But that's what makes you a successful parent because you're willing to learn and you're willing to own your mistakes because we're all going to make mistakes. Yes. The difference. One of the things I told him when he was younger, because I became a single parent when he was um, two and a half years old, I got mm -hmm. um, separated and divorced in 2009. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember this one day I was um, disciplining him and he was crying and he was like preschool, really mm -hmm. young. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him. And then I, I teared up and I said, you know what? Even if I'm angry with you, I still love you. Yeah. Yeah. You understand that? Yes. When I'm angry at you, I still love you. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. that like kind of like um, the fear, uh -huh. it took away the fear right. from my child. And, and then it, it made us bonded because I have to correct him. I have to guide him. And it's not going to be easy. And so as he's gotten older, I, I always remind him, like, I don't care when you get to high school or when you're an adult, you put yourself in a situation that you know would hurt me or make me upset. I should be the first one you call. Mm -hmm. I don't care how bad of a situation mm -hmm. I, I, mm -hmm. I can get upset. Uh -huh. I can love you. I will show up for you, mm -hmm. even if I'm upset. So yeah. just always know I love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think maybe like learning the skills that you're going to be teaching people, but that underlying respect and love, if the person you're communicating with feels loved and respected by you, right. everything else is workable. Right. And if you can love and respect yourself by knowing the tools, you're going to have a lot easier time being able to communicate the tough stuff because you're going to know how to do it without stepping in the doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> right who wants to step in caca <laughs> yeah yeah well i you know believe me i've I, a lot of what i've learned has come from my own experience <laughs> <laughs> your husband's like yeah babe yeah yeah <laughs> good yeah. one <laughs> yeah, yeah oh yeah i've i've part of what i teach is how to make an effective amends because it's super important you know it's so funny probably when you're teaching things and your child or your husband is around and they listen they, uh -huh. they're after the fact they're like Remember you shared that you're supposed to eat it and then they remind you of your techniques. You're like, 
<laughs> yeah. He actually is really good because he'll say, oh, you do that. I'm like, thank you. Because he knows I'm, I'm, I'm very accountable because that to me is the biggest trait you can have in a relationship is if you're accountable for your own stuff, then you can fix anything. But if you're not accountable, it like brings up that wall and there's no negotiating. There's no problem exactly. solving. I so. think if you, um, if you're aware of your own weaknesses, mm -hmm. um, when right. you approach people um, with humility and respect, mm -hmm. you, you're going to have a grace. You're going to like, yeah. if you really know like, Oh, I struggle with this, you know, like I know I'm not exactly. the most organized person, you know, like I struggle with clutter. So when I approach someone who, who has the same struggles, I'm not going to judge them. You know, I'm going to say, Hey, like for my son, Hey, can you please pick up the towel and hang it on the door so it dries? Or can you pick up your dirty clothes? You know, remember now, mom, you're imperfect. You too. <laughs> so like, it, it doesn't come across like judgmental. Yeah. yeah. But that's great that you taught him that because <laughs> imagine how different your life would have been if you had a parent that said those things yes. and to really say that, you know what, you don't have to be perfect. You're perfectly lovely the way you are mistakes and all and that's what you're giving your son yeah which is huge I think yeah if parents can convey that to their child like you don't have to be perfect I'm gonna love you I'm not saying to go have D's and F's but I'm gonna love you right you know what I, mean? I think if you preempt mm -hmm. then you know and just because um and yeah. and like what you're teaching people is just because the communication style between your parent and you growing up was this way, that doesn't mean it's gonna be effective with your, you raising your child. Right, yeah. And that's pretty much what you're undoing. Like, Yes, well that's why it's so know. hard. Cause we're undoing what we've learned for 18 years. Or more. Or Cause more. you're things people what, 30s and 40s? Exactly, exactly. Here, I'm gonna teach you a new way. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it starts with us though. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, can you tell us what website that we can find you at and um, where are you on social media? So uh, my website is counselingrecovery.com. I have a lot of free resources on there, including a free email course on anger and a resource library with a lot of my uh, cheat sheets and videos. Um, and then social media is counseling recovery as well. I'm, I have a Facebook page and that's probably where I'm the most oh. active. And then Pinterest. Oh, you're on Pinterest. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I love Pinterest. I'm on Pinterest. So I, I I'll definitely follow that's you. That's fun. And then so whatever you share on Facebook, do you share it also on Pinterest? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. I treat Pinterest like I'm playing football. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pin, pin, pin. <laughs> I know it's like a Google search. Well, they say it's a search engine. It's, it's great. You can, yeah, find it's a great it search out. engine and I, I love mental health. Like I, I love, yeah. you know, and so whoever is following me, then I can, you know, tap into your stuff and share. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. I know I got to follow you too. Yeah. It's a, uh, my Pinterest is called healing with Aloha. Ah, okay. Cool. It's new. I just started it for my podcast. Um, and so it, it's touching upon um, the things that you're sharing yeah yeah so it'll it'll be great well thank you so much for your time um with healing with aloha podcast um we're gonna end our meeting here and i'm gonna contact you after this and to get for more information um guys i'm gonna be um putting the information um on facebook um and we're probably gonna have this available on youtube because right now not everybody's on social media 
Um, I, I have people I know that they, they don't want to be on social media because it's causing so much anxiety for them okay. because of the, the politics and the news that's sure. popping up and stuff like that. So we're going to have it accessible in like different platforms. Oh, great. Thank you so much. It was so lovely to be here. You're with you. welcome. Big hugs, virtual hugs. Virtual <laughs> hugs. Okay. Talk to you soon. Hello. Okay. Bye. Bye.